Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I am, uh, this is a, this is an emergency mini pod. I've called up uh, Rick Gaiman of uh, DFSOnDemand.com. He's going to be joining us actually later on this week um, to, we're going to, we're going to go so deep on the Bermuda Championship. It's going to be unbelievable. But uh, for now, we got to, Rick, we got to talk Tiger. This is unbelievable. Yeah, this this is great, Kyle. You threw up the bat signal. Said let's let's hop on and and chat this out because he did it right. He finally finally got to eighty two, and I'm I'm stoked to talk through it with you. What what's the what's the thing? There's there's so many different um, there's so many different directions to go with this, and I, I've got a couple of thoughts. But I, I want to just from you, like, what's the first thing you think of when you're when you're like kind of thinking about this week or talking to friends about it or, or, or getting on Twitter or whatever, like where, where does your mind immediately go whenever you're thinking about Tiger winning 82 at the Zozo? Yeah. I mean, coming into the week, I mean, I, I was the last guy to see this happening, right? I mean, he, he figuratively and, and literally limped to the finish line last year. He had the knee procedure. I was worried about his practice. He, you know, he didn't look great at the, at the skins match. Then he goes out and runs this thing wire to wire. And I'm just like, uh, wow. Yeah. Like he, he looked awesome. He's got it. And then, and then from a, a historical standpoint, you know, this is one of those situations where we've got every tiger record in the book, right? I mean, every record is tigers and a lot of the ones where you've got, you know, peak seasons and peak three years and peak five years are all tigers. But this is really, you know, the longevity record. And as far as records go, he's got a lot of unbreakable ones. And I, and I think this is another unbreakable one. Yeah. I think the longevity thing is kind of underrated, not, not just with tiger, but in all sports, I think, I think staying healthy is underrated. And I think longevity is underrated. And I think that people are like, I don't know, even something like the uh, the NFL rushing record. And it's like, oh, well, he just played for a long time. And it's like, well, he, yeah, that's, the point. <laughs> that's like that's sort of the, the deal, you know, and and I, and I get what people are saying there. But I thought Sean Martin's tweet about I don't know if you saw this, but he said three. it's basically three point six wins a year for 23 years. And that's more than Rory had this year. And he won player of the year. So you're basically a player of the year season for 23 years. I just, I don't know. I there, like there. You can't give me enough tiger stats and data for me to like be like oh, I'm good. Like I, yeah. every, every single stat I see, I'm like this is unbelievable. It's it's really wild because t- Tiger is really only compared to himself and like major championships. But when you start like like that's a perfect tweet to look back and say, okay, yeah, Rory just won the Player of the Year with three wins. This is three and a half wins a year, and you kind of look at this and like who who could even come close to matching this? And the answer is probably nobody. <laughs> uh, there there was another tweet where you know Phil Mickelson and VJ Singh, who are the the next two. Uh, most accomplished players in like the last 25 years in terms of wins, you add those guys up and they're still short of Tiger. 
tiebreaker. Or it's just like, you know, if Rory goes out and wins, I don't know, three or three and a half uh, a year for the next 15 years, like he probably still doesn't even get there. Like it's yeah. just so insane, Kyle. And like you really have to kind of step back and look at it that way because Tiger is a gift and a curse that he's only really compared to himself. Yeah, it's totally true. I, you know, I, going back to the the original question, I think the thing for me that really popped this week was, and and I I sort of saw it early on, and I was like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm seeing things. This is weird. Like he seemed so good through his swing. Like after, I mean, if you go back and look at some of the stuff from like Northern Trust and. What else did he play in at the the open, especially like he was like stuck, like on his follow through, like he yeah. like couldn't get through the ball. And if you look at his swings this week, it's like he looks like 12 years younger in terms of his swing. Now, it, I mean, he said this afterwards. He's like, I physically like I can't do the stuff that I used to do. And that's true. It's But it's not because it's not because of injury now. It's because he's 43. Like that, that to me is important. And I was just. I was stunned by how smooth he looked on the course after uh, not only not playing for a long time, but not playing well at all, basically since the since. Well, I guess since Memorial uh, and then before that, the Masters. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really interesting to see him take a lot of really aggressive, clean swings to and to your point, not getting nearly as stuck as we've seen him get. And I was a little bit worried, like, you know, you, you kind of stack it against him when you're, you know, you're you're on the wrong side of 40. You've got this event that uh, washes out a day. You're starting, you're stopping. You might have to play 27 holes. I didn't know how he was going to how he was going to react to that. I didn't know if it was good that he could play, you know, 28 or 29 holes like he did yesterday, because once you kind of get it loose maybe it's good to just keep going and and not have to worry about getting it up the, the, the next morning it's it's really tough but he hey he prevailed he uh you know Hideki looked like he might make might make a run a, a few a few holes down the stretch but kudos to tiger wire to wire awesome as a as a dfs guy and we're going to talk more about kind of your your role and your job uh, when we tape a, a longer pod later this week but as a as a dfs guy how frustrated do you get when there's no like detailed strokes gain stuff from from these tournaments that's brutal yeah i mean and especially <laughs> because especially I, like i'm a big data guy you know i i obviously watch a lot but there's there's you know there's so many shots we don't even see and there's so much of the field that we don't even see on the coverage that uh, i really do rely on that data and when you've got these multiple events in a row like i would have loved to have seen how many strokes tiger gains putting this week because it seems like he was like he was burying everything um so it is a little bit frustrating but uh i will i will wash it down a tiger victory is is always fun i i agree i'm looking at uh his numbers right now and the frustrating part is like the numbers that you do get are you're like ah this feels misleading like i don't know what to i don't know what to trust here he hit uh Let's see. He was T three in greens and regulation, so that you know that's obviously really good. Sure. But then, like the putts per green in regulation, he was first, and you're like, I don't know, like that's kind of meaningful, but it it doesn't it doesn't really tell the story. Uh, and then he was T seven in in driving accuracy. Did the course did the course play like in terms of the way that um, Tiger played it? Did it did it kind of did it lay out the way that you envisioned it going at, at the beginning of the week? I know it's a new course, so it's kind of difficult to tell, but, but is this kind of how you saw things going? Yeah, I, I think so from the standpoint that there was a lot of different ways to play it, which was, I don't know if you saw this or I, I just saw it a couple of minutes ago. Uh, you know, Bubba is goes down the wrong way on the sixth <laughs> fairway, right? Like literally you can play this course any way you wanted, which is how uh, how we kind of expected it to start with. And I think that that really does – 
lend uh, uh, to, to Tiger's game at this point in his career. He mentioned it, you know, driving at 300 yards is is nothing when it used to be everything. And uh, to find a course where he's able to think around it, he still has the the best, um, you know, course management game out there. He's still got the best mind out there. And when he can play the course to his to his strengths, which is kind of what we thought um, this this championship was going to 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 build up to, uh, it looks like, you know, it worked. And, and that's kind of what we were expecting from Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. I, I just, man, I, I, if it sounds like I'm like <laughs> mentally working my way through this, it's because I am, I don't know what to do with tiger now because I, I can't erase the, the open and like all the stuff that happened at the end of last season. And it was just, it just was so bad. Like he looked yeah. brittle and he looked like he looked, um, kind of just down. I mean, it was just, it was kind of depressing, like just to watch. And then you come out with this, and he looks like a top – what he is. He's number six now in the in the world golf rankings. He looks like a top six guy. I, I guess you go with the most recent thing. Um, what, what's, what does this do for 2020? I mean, how, how, much, how much for you does him – not just winning, but like the way he played and the way he looked, how much does it change what your expectations were for him in, in 2020? Yeah, I was really impressed here, and and I I'm on the same boat with you. I think where I, I'm so I'm cautiously optimistic on Tiger. Like I want to see him do great, but I'm always like, you know, you know, one wrong one bad swing, he could tweak that back again, or like I'm always thinking about that, or oh, he won the Masters, then he kind of faded down the stretch. Like you know, like I'm always very cautious. Um, but man, this was so impressive. This was this was not a weak field. You had Rory out here, you had Xander out here, you had Hideki at home. JT, who's the hottest player on the planet. I mean, this if if he would have just came out and finished like T18, shown me a few flashes, I would have been pretty thrilled about it. Now I'm just like in full on Michael Scott <laughs> fire drill hysteria. Like absolutely like holy crap, is he actually just gonna go out and and, and run over, you know, run over the tour this year? So um I, I'm very interested to see what happens next because I want to see him, you know, reel off a, a bunch of these tournaments in a row and we're gonna probably gonna get a chance at uh, you know what's next for him you know Hero World Challenge probably President's Cup and who knows after that I legit thought he was gonna pick him I thought he was gonna like announce it to Todd Lewis uh, in the so in the in the interview like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have the earpiece in and play in in Australia he I mean he like for all intents and purposes did like I I thought that little you know Tiger comment where he was like oh you know the player caught the eye of the captain it's just like <laughs> yeah you'll be hearing me say my own name in a couple of days I think he thinks he's like funny in a in a non-dad <laughs> way but it's actually like the the most dad way and yeah. that makes it even even more unintentionally funny yeah, this this version of Tiger where he's like, yeah, over over the hill and has kids and yeah, makes the same jokes that like my dad does is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I'm with you though. Like in thinking about the Zozo, like really really good field. Uh, I don't know if in terms of the the world ranking points, if it was the best, probably the best one of the fall. Uh, maybe maybe CJ Cup was better. But I just I think it's different to do this. Although I did see people joking on Twitter that Tiger only wins uh, non full field events now, like limited field uh, sure. events, which is hilarious. <laughs> but it's so much different, I think, to do this in a real event than to like. I feel like we always get like. Remember a couple years ago, we get like worked up. He's oh, he finished T four at the Hero, and you're like, well, yep. there's like 17 guys. <laughs> like, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, so to do this in this field, I mean, to beat Rory by six and to beat uh, 
I don't know where JT finished at. He was pretty far down there. JT finished at uh, 12 back of Tiger. So I don't know. I, I come away impressed with the present. And also, I just think this adds a layer to 2020 that for me wasn't there a couple weeks ago. What, what I'm actually really excited about is, yeah, what you were talking about. Oh, he finished T4. Like, he's he's back. He's showing us flashes. And everyone on tour, all these young guys who never had to compete against him in his prime were rooting for him, right? And they're like, you know, JT's out there like, oh, I hope Tigers. He's going to come back. This is going to be great. They might uh, have to eat those words if he comes out and just scorches earth. They might regret saying all those nice things and wishing him well and hoping he comes back because they might be in trouble. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, okay, before we get to, I, I did want to get just your thoughts on the rest of the how the rest of the field finished. But uh, what when I say what's the Tiger stat that you're just just blows you away? And and everybody was kind of throwing them out there on Twitter today. And there's a million of them. You could pick yeah. any of them. What's the one that you're like? That's just that's sick. Like I can't believe that's real. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many to choose from. You're you're right. It's it's the ones with you know um, playing better than the field in terms of strokes gained for however many rounds. There's this there's their made cuts one. These are all unbreakable records. Maybe it is just because I watched it tonight, but th- this one really is crazy because it's a record that stood for 54 years. And you know, Sam Snead, you know, to his credit, you know, I don't want to di- dilute his record, you know, took him a couple hundred more, uh, events. Tiger's still winning at a ridiculous clip in his percentage of, of events played. It's just, this is so crazy because it's greatness for so long. And then you look at it and like, yeah, there was like a multiple year stretch where he didn't even add to this total. Like it's just, it's just kind of mind boggling to think. And if he is playing like this, he, 82 is probably not the number this stays at, right? Like, I don't know what he could what he could conceivably get to over the course of the next handful of years, but when he's all said and done, this number is going to be even greater than it is today, and today it's already awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with the fact that he doesn't end at 82. And uh, I don't know, it's weird. Like, we've said that after each one of his last three wins, so Tour Championship last year, Masters this year, and now this. And, and after each of those, it kind of got a little sideways for a little bit, especially this year after the Masters. So... Who knows? Like maybe he like tweaks his knee getting on the on the air air cat coming home. Um, hopefully not. That would be bad. Uh, I think for me, it's uh, I don't I, I, I guess I keep going back to the 142 made cuts in a row. That's a joke. Like that's that's impossible. And the, the other number that you mentioned kind of it kind of goes along with it. It was uh, I think it was 89 straight rounds of beating uh, the field average, right. which is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts it's insane like it's yeah. it's impossible to do everybody has a bad day tiger never had bad days and uh i don't know i think the cuts made one is i just that's you can't do that like nobody does that i there is more parody now i think just in yep. terms of like at the at the top level there's so many guys and even like in the middle like you, you look at some of the fields that tiger played in early on and and at the bottom you're like, or the middle and the bottom you're like ah these guys like might not have been that good um <laughs> and so some i think some of that is a is a little diluted in terms of not none of not the wins thing but just like maybe the cuts made and the strokes gained against the field i i just that stuff feels impossible in in this day in a way that maybe it wasn't back then 
Yeah, the, the fields are too deep. And and that kind of goes with with yeah, the cuts made, the the above average, even even some of the win stuff. Like Brooks mentioned, you know, he already rules out what half the field when he when he tees it up anyway. <laughs> you, you know, 2000, 2002 Tiger might have been able to rule out, you know, 120 guys out of the field or whatever. Um to, to your point, it's just it's just not the same. There's so many young guys coming up, they're competing, they're, they're like I mean, you know, these young guys are winning immediately as they step on the tour. It's just a different era. Uh so it's really inconceivable that anyone starting now or anyone you know like a Rory who's already in the midst of their Hall of Fame career could ever get to any of these numbers yeah I agree um okay so who else in this field disappointed you or uh surprised you uh based on kind of where you thought they were coming in uh it was it was a really good leaderboard I mean obviously Tiger kind of overwhelmed everything um but uh, you know, other than that, it was still like within the top 20, some great names. I had Xander winning. He finished T10, shot a 72 in the final round after three really good rounds to start. Um, so that was a, that was a little bit of a disappointment, but he'll go to, uh, China trying to defend next week at the HSBC champion. So was there anybody that stood out to you that, uh, maybe surprised you or disappointed you out of this field? Yeah, sure. I mean, you're, you're right. Tiger does, uh, kind of, soak up a lot of the oxygen in the room uh, and it's easy to, to to forget about everybody else but I mean Rory outside of the 72 he shot in the opening round was awesome you know he, he backs it up with a 65 63 67 finishes in a in a tie for third with one of my favorite players on the planet Sung J M, <laughs> who like no matter wherever there is a golf tournament in the world Sung J will be playing it yeah. this week so don't worry about that yeah. um, and then the other guy that you know he didn't necessarily disappoint me but who I'm just so critically uh, excited to to find out what is going on this year is Jordan Spieth. Another really disappointing finish, T66, never really got anything going. He was five over par down there with Kevin Kisner and Scott Piercy. And this is the year that I think we really have to figure something out with Jordan Spieth. He, he, he has to kind of either return to form or, I mean, that, that official world golf ranking is going to plummet. <laughs> and it's kind of already going in that direction. And I'm, I'm interested to see how he reacts to that. Yeah, I've written a lot about Spieth over the last few weeks. I, I, it, and I don't. I mean, look, he's like still in his mid twenties. I don't want to like make any declarative, you know, end of career statements. But it just, it does feel like a make or break season for him in terms of kind of our perception of him or the way that we view him. If he has another year like he had last year, all of a sudden, like we don't even like we don't even really think about him in in terms of like the top tier guys. And and it's already started a little. But I think he has the ability. I mean, he he gets the benefit of the doubt because he's won three majors. Because he will, he's won whatever eleven times uh, on tour. Uh, but it's it's going in the wrong direction. And the tee to green stuff. He just he it's it feels still lost, and it's been lost. And he's losing to guys like Sung Soo Han. You know, <laughs> at the at the Zozo Championship. It's just. It's uh it's a tough deal for him right now. He lost to Tiger or Tiger beat him by 24 this week. Um, yeah. So that's that's really tough. He he he's one of these guys that thank goodness he's has he's got that magic magic putter to keep him even in in some of these events. But yeah, the really to your point, Kyle, the only the only place that is kind of continuing to give him that credit is is the betting markets who continue to kind of keep him as a top 10 player. But you're right, I don't know how much longer something like that can can exist. Yeah, he was like 20 to one this week, which just it's was, crazy. It was crazy. I, I think the other guy for me that that uh, surprised me in a good way was uh, Matthew Wolf. He really struggled at the CJ Cup last week. I think he f- I think he finished last. 
I think he did too. Uh, he's had a couple other events in the fall where he, or, or throughout the summer and fall where, I mean, obviously he won, but he's had a couple of events where you're like, wait, is he, what's he doing? Um, <laughs> he played really well. First three rounds, 69, 65, 67, faded a little on uh, in round four, but it just struck me uh, this, you know, this time last year, he's playing guys against, uh, or he's playing against guys from like Baylor at the Big 12 match play, and now he's like putting out two groups ahead of Tiger as Tiger wins his 82nd yeah. uh, PGA Tour event. So uh, he played really well, and uh, he is somebody that to have somebody like him in the mix in in these events is is only going to be a good thing. Yeah, the, the, those kids are so cool. I was actually at um I was at the Shriners a couple of weeks ago, and I followed that. They had uh, I guess it was Wolf Neiman Morikawa group around, and the, those kids are all awesome. And and yeah, they're they're so young, and and their range of outcomes is going to be very volatile. You know, we've we've seen them win, yeah. we've seen them finish dead last. <laughs> like that's that's what happens when you are a young kid on the PGA Tour trying to figure everything out. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch one way or another. For sure. Uh, okay, Rick, thanks for your time, man. We will, uh, we will reconvene, uh, later on, like I said, uh, into next week as we talk, uh, HSBC champions get steep on the Bermuda and, uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, brother. Much, much appreciated. Always, uh, always a good time to talk about tiger. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's, uh, Rick Gaiman, DFS on demand.com. You guys can check out his stuff there. Ton of, ton of cool things. A uh, ton of DFS uh, information, uh, loves data uh, like I do, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, get deeper into that uh, in the weeks ahead. So thanks again, Rick. Thanks, Kyle. See ya.